Welcome to Stuck in My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. It's your boy, W-I-Z-E Wise, and today's episode is sponsored by the good folks at the Virtual Presenter Course. If you want to turn your video conferencing from mundane to amazing, you have to check out their course. They make it easy for you to learn how to use new technology to turn boring meetings from just talking heads with backgrounds into your own broadcast studio. There's no limit to the creative ways you will become more memorable, impactful, interesting, and present when in a meeting, and even more when you take the helm as a presenter. Stop putting everyone to sleep when you share your screen. Please click in the link in the descriptions to learn more. You will love what you see, and the link will get you 20% discount that will automatically be taken out in the shopping cart. This is your boy, Wise. Peace out. And welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E Wise. And today's episode is on happiness. And I have a very special guest who's going to talk about this topic, Dr. Marissa. Welcome to the show, Dr. Marissa. Thank you so much, Wise. Thanks for inviting me to splatter a little more happiness over you. Oh, I, I appreciate this. This is this is what I love about podcasts. And I get to meet amazing people like yourself. And, and I get to spread and I get to spread positivity. And that's what I love to do. Yep, there's we got to balance out all the bad news out there right now. Yeah, and that that was my goal is because at first when I first started, I started with news and rants and and I didn't feel good doing it, so I just switched it up and just started talking to people and interviewing people and just providing more positive content than focusing on what's going on out there, especially with all the nonsense that happened within the last year. So I just felt that I needed to switch it up and then I switched it up to something more positive and having more people on like like yourself to talk about happiness and, and just help people grow and, and develop. I'll do my best. So why are so many people unhappy? Happiness has become, or sorry, unhappiness has become a habit. So there's reasons to be unhappy. There's obviously justified reasons right now to be unhappy. Nobody wants to be stuck at home. Nobody wants to lose their job. Nobody wants to not be able to see their friends. Nobody wants to have people close to them die. Uh, So you have every single reason to be unhappy right now. But if you look at hashtag BC19, the time I'm calling before COVID, there were still a lot of unhappy people before the pandemic. One out of four Americans were on some kind of antidepressant and anti-anxiety medication which tells me that they're really not happy. And the unfortunate thing is, and continues to be, that even being on those drugs does not make you happy. And unfortunately, you know, as we see in Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, you know, there's side effects to taking the medication. And uh, record numbers of suicide, suicidal thoughts. So we've got to understand how we choose unhappiness because once we understand how we choose unhappiness we can understand how we can choose happiness so if you understand that happiness is your birthright to be 88 percent happy is your birthright then you can begin to climb out of the habit 
and habits take, you know, 21 days to make and 21 days of concerted, you know, uh, muscle building to get out of that habit. So that's my, that's my story. And I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But you say 88% happy and not 100%. Good question. Why not 100% happy? If you're 100% happy, you're dead. It's not possible to be 100% happy. And if you're happy, but you're not happy enough, then that in and of itself is making you unhappy. So the expectation that we should be happy all the time is also unhappy making because you won't be. We're human beings. We have contrast. So 88 is a good number because for me, I know you thought I was Swedish, but I'm actually Chinese. And then in Chinese, eight is a lucky number. It's a homonym for good fortune. So double eight is 88% is your birthright to be happy. It's a good fortune thing. So that's why I adopted 88. And it's also really good for there's a large number of us called perfectionists. And perfectionists have this habit of delaying happiness. I'll be happy when my kids are in school. I'll be happy when I have that car. I'll be happy when I have that guy. I'll be happy when I have that job. I'll be happy when, 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 when. So when are you going to be happy? So it's constantly moving and you're not happy because it's never good enough. You're not good enough and I'm not good enough. And that is unhappiness making as well. So 88% is good for perfectionists because it's not, you know, I have clients as a life balance coach who are perfectionists or recovering overachievers or control freaks who are afraid that if they don't aim for perfection, they're going to go all the way to the other end, all or nothing, and become a couch potato living under the uh, covers of your uh, bed eating, you know, bonbons. And that's not the opposite of letting go of perfectionism. Letting go of perfectionism is finally getting the love from the most important person so you're not looking for love in all the wrong places, which is here. So if I can't approve of myself, If I can't say that I'm okay 88% of the time, and I'm going around life going, who loves me, who approves of me, who respects me, who's saying good things about me, and with our culture today with social media, that's even worse. So if I'm doing that, I'm never going to be happy because I don't approve of myself. If you, you don't approve of yourself, how the heck do you expect other people to approve of yourself? Yeah. You know, there's a brilliant... African-American saying that says, when there is no enemy within, no one outside can hurt me. And that is so brilliant because there's the crux and the center and the seed and the foundation of happiness. If I can be okay 88% of the time with me, then life opens up and happiness is not fleeting and it is completely possible. So that's that I'm possible comes from that internal source of happiness. If I'm looking for it in all the wrong places, I'm never going to be happy. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Oh, no, that was, no, that was, that was excellent. Had I not let fear of failure of not doing the podcast, I wouldn't have started. I I had been wanting to do this since 2019 and just me 
just find little reasons not to do it. Oh, my voice sounds horrible. Oh, this is bad. I don't want to do it. I don't have nobody to do it with. When I got furloughed from my job last year, I just pressed record and I recorded a little five minute episode with my nephew and it just took off from there. And now I'm up to releasing episode 90 and I just been, I just been grinding and grinding and just, it started off a little five minutes. Now I'm going to 30, 45 minutes an hour show, but it's me being consistent and me con- continuously put out content is what's building up my audience it's me just expanding and getting as many different guests as possible that's helping build my audience and again it starts with me changing my my shift and in, in happy and in, in happiness because i wasn't once i got behind this mic it just, just released so much in me that i didn't i didn't know i, I didn't know i loved this so much i didn't know i, I would love it so much and yeah that's the that's the crux there's the ticket right there. There's the ticket to ride. So when you're having fun, when you enjoy doing something, not for what it's going to give you, but just in the joy of doing it, therein lies the source of happiness. So when I, you know, I love what I do because anytime I'm not feeling good, I just open my mouth. <laughs> and when I open my mouth, I feel better, you know, because I'm the big, you know, the cheerleader, right? And I, I it, it, it impacts me. I feel better. And by the way, fear stands for future events already ruined. So if you're living in fear, well, what are people going to think about? What are, you know, what if I fall on my face? What if this fails? What if I lose all the money? What if, if you're living that way, you know, you might as well not, you know, just cash it in, man. <laughs> because that- <laughs> you're not Listen, I love this. This this conversation is great because this is what this this is what I be telling. I was like, yo, listen, if you're not about growing and developing and just taking the risk and taking the chance, just, why don't you just end it right now? Because it's just not. It's just yeah, not. What? I don't mean. I don't mean like. I don't mean like that. I just mean like. Why? Why wouldn't you want to grow and develop? Like so many people are just stuck in their ways yeah. and and bitch and moan and complain about why they're stuck where they're at. Well, you're not really attempting anything to really change your life. Staying home and watching TV for 10 hours or doing whatever you're doing on on social media is not helping you. Not knowing what this per who this person is dating and what they're wearing is not beneficial to you. What being what's being the beneficial to you is taking a course in something, taking something to help and develop yourself. Like I I'm going to take I'm going to take an acting course. Because it's something that I want to help improve my development on the mic, so it's something it's something that I want to take. It's a, I actually read with a, uh, with a group of actors, and it was my first time reading anything. And but it was a risk that I wanted to take because I wanted to step out of my my comfort zone. I wanted to step out the Absolutely. box and challenge myself and be able to read with professional actors and holding my own and doing decent so i was proud of what i did so good good absolutely you're preaching to the choir because this is you know this is this is it this is the dash between birth and death and you're not going to get another one unless you're shirley mcclain and we'll never really know if you get another one or not what we know for sure is you're here right now and you have an opportunity every single day you can't get it back you don't get the time back to choose what you want to do you choose what you want to think you choose what you want to attract you choose what you want to focus on and if you you know complaining 
which is why I started the 21 day fast from complaining with Dr. Marissa online in 2011. You just go to my website, drmarissa.life and you put down $21 to my nonprofit. And if you can not complain for 21 consecutive days, I will double your money because it's that it's a complete life changer. If you want one thing to change your life, it is to stop complaining because the very act of complaining, the displeasure that you are vocalizing as a habit is attracting shiitake to your life. I mean, it's just, it's law of attraction is like the law of gravity. It happens and it works whether you believe it or not. And and the easiest example I can give is you ever want to buy a new car? And let's say, so um, I have a little convertible Mazda Miata white with a black top. Her name's Panda. So as soon as I wanted, as soon as I knew that I wanted to buy that, or I was thinking about buying that car, guess what? Everywhere I looked, I saw Mazda Miata. Now, did did someone find out and suddenly go and, you know, Dr. Mercer's buying this, so we're all going to buy it, we're going to go on the road? No, that's the power of our thought. That's the power of our focus. And what we've done, to circle back to your original question, why are we so unhappy, why are not more people uh, uh, happy, is because we've abdicated the strongest tool we have in life is choice, is focus. And we've abdicated it to the news, which can be a weapon of mass distraction. We've abdicated it to social media and what everybody's chatting about. We've abdicated with all of the negativity that is around us. If you wake up first thing in the morning and start doing this, you're going to have a bad day. I guarantee you, you're going to have a bad day. Because, you know, if you turn on the radio or the, uh, unless it's our shows that you're tuning into, uh, (laughs) if you turn on the TV, if you turn on, you're going to fill your head with worst case scenario. Because that's what happens. Media, if it bleeds, bleeds. That's, we're, we're drawn to that stuff. So you have to exercise the most important muscle in your life called choice and focus if you want to be happy. It's simple, but it's not easy because you have to be able to go, oh, I, I, I didn't like that. Okay, I'm going to choose a better feeling thought. Oh, geez, how dare they? Okay, didn't like it. Okay, they're doing the best that they can. I'm going to cut them some slack. And oh, isn't that so cool? There were birds on my balcony this morning singing, and I'm on the 11th floor, and I've never heard them. And I love birds that sing for no reason at all. You know, it's one of the best sounds that I hear. My only, the only one more sound that I love better than bird singing is laughter. So I have, I'm very good now at focus and I'll tell you the better I get at focus the more incredible things happen so try that so it starts first if it, you know complaining is below below sea level is below baseline so if you're a, a habitual complainer and you you know day one of, of the 21 day fast from complaining is to count how many times you unconsciously complain and it's a lot first time I did it I think I had to stop at 100 So if you're going to stop complaining, that brings up to zero. Now, at zero, you're still not happy. You're okay. I'm fine. 
I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Fine stands for effed up, irrational, neurotic, and emotional. Okay, so we don't want to be fine. So to move to this level, which is the high vibrating happiness, joy, peace, wonder, bliss, you have to do the work. And the work is, the quickest way, is a tool called gratitude. So when I wake up in the morning, instead of doing this, I sit up, I take a breath to connect with life, knowing that I'm alive. The planets did not crash into each other last night. So I'm alive, and now I, I take a bite of my gratitude sandwich. This is one of my Happy 88 tools, where in the beginning of the day, the top of my bun is eight specific things that I'm grateful for. You cannot say friends and family, not specific enough. So I'm grateful for the birds that say, I'm grateful for my delicious coffee that I love. I'm grateful for the sound of laughter that I get when I call my bonus dad every morning. I'm grateful for the super comfortable comforter I have. I'm grateful that I have a plethora of clothes, tops to choose from during the pandemic in my closet. I'm grateful that I get to uh, uh, splatter more hope and happiness on Wise's show this morning. I'm grateful for that. After that, I'm going to have another conversation with um, a group. I'm doing a listening uh, session with Santa Mon- the city of Santa Monica about Asian American hate. And I'm grateful that um, part of my job is just going to places and and experiencing cool things and videoing as a broadcast journalist. That's eight specific things that took me less than a minute. And you can do that too. 21 days, sit up in the morning, do those specific gratitudes. And then at the end of the day, this is the, this is the ticket because most of us have problems sleeping. There's never been more problem sleeping than there is now. And you can't blame it on the pandemic because there was problem sleeping before the pandemic is because what's going on in your head is, you know, what, what I didn't get done. Uh, who hates me, who wrote something bad about me, why this person isn't the way that I want them, of course you're not going to fall asleep. So instead of that, I want you, the bottom of the gratitude sandwich is eight things that you appreciate about yourself. The buck stops right over here. So what do I like about myself? Instead, what do I hate about myself? What do I like? I like the fact that I'm funny. I like the fact that I um, love to laugh. I love the fact that I'm creative. I love the fact that I've got a good eye, that I've got a good sense of fashion, that I appreciate others, that I'm loving and I'm caring. That's eight things. That took even less time, but I'm pretty solid in that. Am I 100% all those things? No, 88% of the time. So when I anchor my day between the top bun and the bottom bun, I'm going to have a good day. <laughs> I am guaranteeing myself uh, that I'm going to have a good day. So, so there's a tool that uh, your listeners, try it. Try it for 21 days. See what happens. I guarantee you, you will stop hating yourself. That's the book I have out. I promise if you do all the exercises in the book, you will not hate yourself ever the same way again. And that's the epidemic of unhappiness stems from this self-dis-ease, this self-hatred, this self-loathing, this self-sabotage that we're buying into the bullshit talkie that somebody told us when we were kids, seven out of 10 of us grew up with childhood trauma, that we were unworthy, that we were not good enough, that there's something wrong with us. Hello, if we're the majority that had childhood trauma, why is it that we think 
There's something wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. You had some pain in life that helped chisel you to expand and grow. There's nothing wrong with you. But pain in life is mandatory. Suffering, dragging that bullshit talking into your present moment, that's optional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. I'm, I'm one... I'm one who wakes up. I'm one who wakes up every morning and I listen to something. I listen to some Zig Ziglar. Or I'll listen to some Eric Thomas. I'll just listen to something just to just have some positive words into my life. And then I'll I'll have my cup of coffee. I'll take my 15 minutes of, of meditation and and soaking in the day and and just focus and focusing yeah. in on how my day is going to be. And yeah. I, and, I, and yeah, 15 minutes of meditation is perfect too. That's a great tool. And, and um, for those of you who can't meditate because you've got too much stuff going on in your head, there's moving meditations. You can get, uh, I do a practice called Balance Tai Chi Gong, where it's a mix between Tai Chi and Qi Gong. So moving meditation is fine. If you like to swim, that's a good moving meditation. Walk, cycle, if you can't sit still. But the sit still is to help you not think. Because our thinking sometimes, I think and therefore I'm screwed. So sometimes it's better just to not think because then you get inspired from the power that creates the worlds that makes sure that every single droplet of water is different in clade of grass and grain of sand. That power is accessible to all of us. So when you're meditating, you're clearing out all the yes buts that you have in your life and allow the woohoo to come through. And then you start a podcast, you write a book, you um, you find a job that you love, you uh, start a job that you love, you, um, you become the partner that you're looking for, and then you attract that kind of a partner. So all of these things start with you. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 I, I should have known you meditated because that's a definite fabulous tool i teach that and it's a it, it changes your life every morning i come and i sit and i sit right here nothing on just sit here and won't listen just just sit and just really close my eyes and just think on how my day is gonna go and for the most part 88 percent of the time it goes the way i plan it so yeah yeah and that's good enough but but, cause, but sometimes you can't you can't control what others do, so you, you can't. Can never control what others so do. yeah, so I mean, so that's why it's eighty percent, eighty eight, like exactly like you said, eighty eight percent of the time it, it goes and it goes as I plan, yeah. as I plan, and then yeah. you always have the twenty two percent of how other people might just change that effect. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, Daniel right. Ruiz is on my show. He's the author of the Four Dreams. I'm sure you've read yes, that. Yes, brilliant book. So um, he, he says it best. He says, every person is the main actor in their own play. And you think that everybody else are your supporting actors, but they're not. They got their own fork and play that they are the main actor in. No one co-ops anyone into their play without their approval or, uh, you know, their desire. So trying to control people, places, and things is a direct route into unhappiness. I that, that is, if you want unhappiness, try to control somebody. Try to control the situation. Try to control where you are. It, it just doesn't work. So you know, I I have I have an expression that I use 
okie dokie, right? <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's something I didn't like. It's like I have a little teddy bear, a big teddy bear, and I squeeze it when it's really bad and say, okie dokie. And then when something really happens that I don't like, I go, ah, or silent scream because I don't want to hurt my voice. And because it's important to let go of the negative energy. It's not good to, to, to hold it in and repress it and say, ah, it's okay. Like George on Seinfeld, George Costanza's dad, I don't remember that episode, when he would walk around going, serenity now, serenity, no matter what happens, serenity now. But at the end of the episode, he was so stuck with all of this negative emotion, he ended up taking it back to all of the computer equipment for a million dollars worth. So we don't want to do that. We have to express our name. Just don't, like, spit it all over people. Don't vomit it up. There's safe ways. Stomp your feet. Jump up and down. Do a silent scream. And then say this. I can't wait to see what good comes out of this. With as much or as little sarcasm as you would like. Because when you do that, it opens now to all the possibilities. That's how... I wrote the book. I wasn't planning on writing Eight Ways to Happiness. I was planning on, you know, doing my job, consulting. I'm an organizational psychologist. I had a $200,000 project, unexecuted contract in my hand. I was in the garage. I got the call. Uh, Project's not, is null and void. Your sponsoring executive just got fired. I'm like, and then I can't wait to see what good comes out of this. And the voice said, write. And I said, I don't have time to write. And the voice said, you do now. <laughs> so my universe has a, friend, has a sense of humor. Has a funny sense so, of humor. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So I went upstairs and I wrote for a week. First chapter, Out of Loneliness and Hope. Last chapter, Out of Control and Happiness. Sent it literally that was Sunday night. Monday morning, I get an email out of the blue from a, a West Coast publisher who said on LinkedIn, we follow motivation speakers on LinkedIn. Are you writing anything? I'm like, are you forking kidding me? <laughs> so I sent him the two chapters and they sent me a contract. Now, I didn't go with them. I went with an East Coast um, a publisher. But that's what I'm saying is when you allow yourself to release your your desire and control of the situation that you don't like, then the universe has the ability to smack you in the head with something so amazing. And then it went number one, eight bestseller lists, number one on Amazon, number four on Denver Post, uh, Denver Post, four book medals. I, I was touring all over. I've been on every major network talking about, because it's my happy 88 mission, which is why I wanted to come on your show to splatter more hope and happiness, because I want eight million more happy people in the next eight years. I was actually in China on tour with the book when uh, COVID hit. I was 10 months from Wuhan in November. Wow. So obviously I'm not on tour anymore. That way I'm on tour uh, <laughs> All the way, online. Yeah. I know we're trying to maintain it happiness and, and positive, but with everything that's going on in the world right now, what is your take on all the hate against Asians and all the crimes that are being committed against Asians? It's on high alert because of what's going on around the country. Some of these attacks are just are really are really horrendous. And what what is he, what is he, what are y'all doing within the Asian community to try to help? So 
you know, a lot of people say, how can you be happy when this is happening to your people or that this is happening to Asian Americans? And how can you still be so positive when, you know, racism is running rampant, when Capitol Hill's happening and George Floyd's happening? And, and how can you be happy? I mean, realistically. And it's a, it's a, it's a valid question. But um, for me, I look at every tragedy as an opportunity for us individually and collectively to grow, expand, and morph and and rise out of the ashes into something better. So, you know, racism is nothing new, right? We we have been dealing with this uh, since the beginning of time. And, you know, I was involved with uh, value diversity efforts in L.A. County with both private and um, uh, public in the mid to late 90s and i was very grateful to do that because um i myself was born different into a very homogenous white uh, uh neighborhood in canada so i hated being chinese i was embarrassed to be chinese i'd never you know when people would say are you hawaiian and i would say yes because it was cool to be hawaiian it was not cool to be chinese you know chinese japanese Turkish, look at these and so discrimination and, and being made fun of for being different is part of our society. And there are certain populations who've had that more than others. People of color have been discriminated against uh, from the beginning of this country's birth. So the, the, the only good thing I can say about our last president is that he tore off the band-aid of the underlying infection in our country. So the good news about tearing the band-aid off is you can heal, you know, when the air hits it, when the clean, you know, disinfectant hits it, it's able to heal. So that's what we're going through, right? So with George Floyd and now with all the elderly Asians and, and, and younger Asians being told to go home, uh, uh, largely due to the okayness that that former president allowed with Chinese flu and Kung flu and just, you know, just fueling people's racism, uh, it gives us an opportunity to, you know, grow uh, uh, different capacities. So, you know, the Asian culture in itself has this, um, you know, we've been called the model minority. Well, hello, you know, our culture says don't speak up. I'm Chinese. There's a Chinese and Japanese saying that says the nail that stands up is hammered down. So, of course, we're not going to say anything. We're not going to, yes, but I'm a, I'm a constant disappointed, what disappointment, by the way, to my culture, because I, I obviously have no problem speaking up. So I, I know that right now we are being asked as a community to say, no, this is not okay. And we also have an opportunity as all people of color to support each other to say this is not okay i think it's really hurtful that every time someone says 
focus on one, uh, you know, the Black uh, Black Lives Matter movement or the Asian American movement, and, and there's this sense of, well, what about the Native Americans? And what about this? And that fixed pie mentality that you can have only so much attention in. If you get the attention, you're taking it for me. That's bullshit talking. You know, and now more than ever, all of this that's happening gives us an opportunity to not, you know, be you hate back. No, if, if we, listen, if we, if we would, to, if we were to just unite and all come together, we would no longer be the minority. It, 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 it was just right. be us, the majority. And and that's it. Yes. And like, but we have to come together, all of us. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if that's black, weird. white, Chinese, it doesn't matter. It, we have to come together yeah. as a country. For me, that's why I, yeah. I, I like when they act, when they put those labels on 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 the questionnaires. Like, are you black, white? Why does it matter? We're all Americans. If it's especially if it's what is it, what's the difference if it's like, uh, Hispanic or or black or to me, I'm I'm an American. That's it. That I don't look at it as anywhere else, yeah. and not and not even However, that. I'm and I I even look at it more than that. I look at it as I'm a human being, and I look at everyone else right. as a human human being. And yes, and that is true. Wise. However. That is inadvertently feeding into the problems we have. So why is it important to recognize differences? Is because it is true that we are all, we all live and breathe and, and you know, you poke us and we, we bleed. However, the differences are not okay. If, if the differences were okay, then we wouldn't be having this. Yes, we are all one race, human race. I get that. And that's important to remember. I Jane Elliott on the show. She's one of the strongest white women who has, for her entire life, tried to get racism out of the education system. I love her. Right, go and watch her show. She was on Red Table Talk. Oh, yeah, I know. She's she's, she's awesome. I, I know who she is. Yes, yeah, she's, she's amazing. amazing. Yes. Right. So. But, but here's the deal. If we do not recognize our differences and value those differences, we're right back to where we start. If I say to you, well, all lives matter. That's true. All lives matter. But right now, not all lives are being treated the same. No. <laughs> right? So we have to be able to say, no, no, no. I do. I am different. And that difference is okay. We're not comfortable talking about differences in America. We think it's all stereotyping. So we don't talk about differences. We're all the same. No, we're not. No, no, no. We have this. And, and, I, the, and, and that's what I believe. Every, no one's the same. We're, no one, no one, no, you know, no one is the same. Everyone has different beliefs. Everyone has, everyone has different opinions. No one is, no one human being is the same. Everyone, everyone is right. differently. And that's the problem. We don't know how to accept people for what, what the difference is. Me, I don't judge anyone. I don't judge anyone on their difference. I judge anyone, the person on how they treat me. That's how I go about it. Right. If you treat me well, I, I treat you the same way i treat you with with nothing but love and and affection the same way you treat me is how you the same way i'm going to treat you and for, and if and if yeah. you don't and if but, you, but so huh? there's differences in the way that's the that's the golden the golden rule right treat us as you as you want to be treated however what if respect to you i'll give you a great example in the korean market and the black community had a conflict because when the change was given back in the Korean culture, it is respectful to put your money on the table and not in your hand. That's respect. But in the black community, it's disrespectful. What, you don't want to touch me? To put the coin in here. This is where the golden rule breaks down. 
because I'm, I am projecting on you how I'm defining respect, which may not be the same way you define respect, which is why we get into trouble. So for me to say, okay, I get that I, you know, when I, I like to hug, right? That's my way of showing love and care. There's some people that just don't want to be touched. They're not weird. They just don't want to be touched. So instead of the golden rule, it's the platinum rule. The golden rule says, I'll treat you how I, I want to be treated. The platinum rule, which platinum cards are more expensive, so it takes more work. I will treat you the way you want to be treated. That's the platinum rule. So if we can get to the point where we're open enough to say to each other, actually, I would rather you not call me a lady. Now, I, I have a lot of clients that say, I don't understand that. You know, what's wrong with being called a lady? What's wrong with having your door open? Instead of trying to explain to you why that might be uh, uh, an insult to somebody, not everybody, don't try to understand it. Just respect the difference. If we all got to that point is, you know, what's wrong with the term Oriental? You know, Oriental Express, Oriental Rugs, what's wrong with Orient? It doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to explain to you why that term is incendiary to a lot of Asian people. Not all, but a lot. So I'm offering you the opportunity to connect across differences by telling you what I prefer. You don't have to, it's just an invitation to connect. That's all feedback is. That's all terms are about is you can either see it as a, oh, don't tell me what to say and not to say, or give me the stupid rule book on what I can and cannot say. You're missing the point. That, that's all coming from, am I right? Am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right term? Instead, hmm, I didn't know that. Or, hmm, I wonder if that's, you know, if that's true. Let me let me find out if that's something that I've been accidentally doing that leads you to think that I'm a racist. There's a lot of uh, finger pointing right now. Well, just because I have white skin doesn't mean I'm a racist, right? So you're judging me. So it's like, hold on. First of all, the people that are seeing white people as all racist back the fork down. There's a lot of white people out there who really are supporting people of color and standing up and saying, this is not right. So don't stereotype white people all across the, the, the land. And if you're a white person and you're getting pissed off because people are assuming you're a racist, back the fork down. And just take a breath and think, Hmm. Have I watched 13th, the documentary? Have I watched the U.S. versus Billie Holiday? Have I been schooled in what has happened and how our country was born on slavery and, and, and foundations? And maybe there is a reason why people feel a little afraid and are looking to you to give a signal that you're not like that, like the ones on Capitol Hill. So it takes both ends to get to this place of back the fort down, take a breath, and walk in each other's moccasins. That's how we're going to do it. We're not going to do it angrily protesting all the time. I'm not, I'm not you know, saying peaceful protests are not good. I'm just saying, if we want to move beyond the hate, if we want to move beyond Asian-American hate, I'm doing a show on it this afternoon, 
if we want to move past that, we all have to back down, take a breath and say, how do we move from hate to solution? If I'm hating back, it's not the solution. You can tell I just think a li- I have a little opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, no, with me, it's the same way. I, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't hate anyone. I try not to hate anyone. My energy, I try to focus more on the people I care of for more for the people and, and like I said if I don't get along with someone I don't spend the energy like bad mouthing this person no I, I I don't associate with this person I don't involve them in my activities I don't involve and I associate right now around my some around myself around the people that I attract the positive influences in my life the people that I want to learn how to become learn how to le- learn to I've realized since becoming a podcaster and becoming and becoming a content creator, I've attracted so many more content creators into my life, and and I've and I've gone. I wouldn't say I've lost friends. I just started doing more with my other friends than, and but that's just the way. Yeah, that's just the way. That's just the way it's going. That's just the way my energy and my vibration is going. That's. Those are the, just the people I'm attracting into my life, and yeah, that, that's how it happened. And people don't people don't think of that, but I, I'm one who focus on energy and focus on vibrations, and I really do believe believe in this. So that's why I, that's why I have a great time doing it. I'm gonna have to run. I've got another show that I'm going on, so. Um, please do, uh, you know, stay in touch and uh, all your listeners go to www.drmarissa.life. You can just Google Dr. Marissa. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. You'll see all of my past 464 weeks on the air on my show. Take my advice. I'm not using it. You'll also get my red carpet playlist, my interviews with Halle Berry and John Travolta as well, if you all, I'm going to offer this to your um, listeners now, this book, Eight Ways to Happiness, um, if you get this book from my website or from Amazon or Target or um, Walmart, it's everywhere, then I will gift you um, the moving meditation download so that you can practice that. So that's my my offer for your listeners. I'm so appreciative of the time. I have a nonprofit as well. Eight ways to happiness from wherever you are, helping teens, young adults with more happiness. So you can um, uh, go if you if you shop on Amazon, just go to Smile Amazon. Put eight ways to happiness every time you make a purchase. Then a little bit goes to my five hundred one c, and I would really appreciate that. Definitely, definitely, yes, definitely. Check if you like you heard everyone. If you're shopping on Amazon, you're ready. You're ready on Amazon shopping. Why not give towards her charity and and help out? Yeah. That's great. Thank you so much, Wise, for having me on. Best of everything to you. Thank you, Dr. Marissa. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for, for being so being so great with the uh, little intermission we had to take right away. No problem. But and I appreciate it. This is what I do at the end of my show. So, Dr. Marissa reporting live from my loving room. I just got interviewed by Wise, W-I-Z-E, on his talk show. And at the end of my show, I'm going to make him do this. Are you ready? Put your peace signs up, please. Peace in. Say peace in. Peace in. Peace out. Peace out. World peace. World peace. Through inner peace. Through inner peace. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a great day. You too. Uh, let me know. Do you know about when this is going to go? I probably, I'm going to try to have it out. Not this Tuesday, the following Tuesday. Do you mind uh, tagging me? And of course. All I'll, of that yes. Yeah. I'll send you a link. I'll put all your descript, all your information in the descriptions and everything. All right. Thank you, Wise. Thank you, Dr. Marissa. Pleasure was mine. All right, bye. Bye. All right, that was Dr. Marissa. And as always, you know what time it is. It's time for shout outs. Big shout out to my homie Chrissy Richards from Cypher Knowledge with Chrissy. Big shout out to my real Wise family. Poppy J, King Sage, Brandy J. Big shout out to the boss lady, Fina. I love you, baby. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Be safe. You know how I do it. Wise is out. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at wise underscore B underscore blunt. Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt. And a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash wise76. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. <laughs>